and welcome to Roman's Empire Podcast. Uh, I forget what Zach usually says. I think he says we're uh, the podcast where we talk Chelsea and talk shit about everyone else. And I believe that's what you he said. You got it. Yeah, cool. Yep. Uh, Zach is, uh, is currently working from home. Uh, he'll be joining us any minute, any minute. So uh, that's why you guys get to hear my lovely voice in this intro. But um, I'm joined by – I still have two guests with me right now. Well, not guests. One, one is a guest. Uh, first, we have our in-house Venezuelan, Andres Velasco. How are you doing, my friend? Doing good, unlike Zach. I don't have an excuse <laughs> for being late to the podcast, even though I, too, am working from home. Yeah, and you're dealing with a crazy thunderstorm that's knocking your power in and out, so that's even more of an excuse than whatever Zach has. Um, Commitment but, uh, and dedication. <laughs> something that Zach clearly lacks. Uh <laughs> <laughs> next oh you guys hear from that laughter i don't know if you can recognize that i, I didn't but we got our outhouse council i mean i said council out of house venezuelan we got ron aka bone daddy cool aka bone daddy deluxe aka the captain of the rep army our first ever listener rep ultra guest on the show ron how are you doing? Oh man, I'm lovely, man. What up, though, everybody? What up, though? <laughs> oh, hey, look, look who we've got! Look oh. who decided to join us, dude. I, I am so excited that we got Ron on the podcast today, man. I've had wow. a pep in my step all day, but it resulted in me working later than I probably should have. Um, oh, okay, that's a great excuse. But shout out to Sam for calling me like three times while I had my manager on the line. But anyways, Ron. I'm so glad you're on the podcast, my man. How you doing? Oh, man, I'm doing great, you know, given all things considered. Thank you for bringing me on. I do really, really appreciate this. Hey, well, I think it goes without saying that the Rep Ultra, the founder of the Rep Ultras, the I didn't army. even think we'd, to be honest with you, I didn't even think we're, we were worthy of a hashtag to begin with. So we appreciate it. <laughs> wait, wait did Ron, Ron, did you, you invented the hashtag, right? Yes. Yeah, I was, about... I was actually I was actually thinking about that um yesterday when when all this was going down how it all started. I <laughs> think you started one of you guys. I I was trying to look for the podcast where you guys said it, but I couldn't go through all of them, but I think one of you guys said it's like, yeah, these guys are our ultras and then right then and there I was like, okay, the next day I went ahead and just created the the hashtag <laughs> and it just went from there. <laughs> That's we're so awesome. glad that you did too it's so you know you're such a gr you're such a great addition to the team i mean you've been there since day one zach and uh zach and you have met uh at the old uh stocking horse uh, our local chelsea yeah. pub yeah. Uh, in la but uh yep. i when this is all over the first opportunity we get i'm there 100 percent. like i miss it too much to not go again no, it's man. a great environment, man. It's a great environment. Everybody, so everybody has a really good time. Even when there's like, uh, <laughs> the last one I was there, I was there for my birthday. There is when we played Arsenal, and um, the results didn't go well as planned. But like literally everyone that was there, we had such a good time, and it's just, yeah, it's just, I miss that. Yeah, I miss that as well. well I think last I time well. I went, it was uh, it was the Chelsea Liverpool game where uh, who was it? Ster uh, not Sterling. What's his name? Um. Sturridge. Sturridge. Sturridge, yeah, I almost said Sterling. Sturridge uh, hit that worldy game winner, like so, so, like it was like um that that moment we're all like, 
damn pre, like, Ooh, yeah. damn like <laughs> we were impressed but also depressed yeah uh Andre, yeah andreas are you are you saying something sorry i didn't mean to cut you off yeah yeah you uh you haven't been back since pre-lampard times man you would definitely yeah. need to make an appearance i know i know it's hard know. it's hard to get out there that early because i live in the valley but i mean people who i mean don't you know, know, really don't know what that means but then you don't yeah, go to the you know box, you don't go to the fox and ham. I I've gone there, yeah, I've gone there more like more than the talking horse. But that that's a suspect pub because sometimes they claim to be a Chelsea pub, sometimes they claim to be an Arsenal pub. So I don't know, yeah. a lot of snakes in the grass. I can't can't really trust yeah. them too much. <laughs> they got to make a decision. So um, I mean, I I. I I mean, I guess we could just kind of dive into it because I'm like really curious. But Ron, I mean, why why don't you share how the Rep Ultra, the main Rep Ultra, the head of Ultras, became a Chelsea fan in the first place? Um, actually, I will have to thank my father-in-law because he was a huge soccer fan, and he would wake up early and just have all these games on at the house, like at his house, and um, I'd always be over and. This was probably what oh seven oh eight when the Fox Soccer Channel, whatever it was called back then, they used to have mm-hmm. the EPL games. So I started kind of watching the games with them, and I needed to just generally like latch onto a team, and um, I ended up just joining um, Judah Drogba. Uh, just it like I gravitated towards him, gravitated towards the team, and it's just and then I went you know one hundred percent every you know, and it's just been blue ever since beautiful i mean okay i wonder how many i can wait i wonder how many chelsea fans in los angeles were converted because of drogba probably a huge amount that's what i was just gonna say is like the reason why i became a chelsea fan in the first place i mean the player that really got me latched onto the club was drogba from the beginning i don't know it was just something about that ridiculous amount of power and goal scoring prowess that he had that just you couldn't take your eyes off of it it's just a swagger too. Like I mean, it's just you just knew that like when he had the ball or he was there, like something was gonna happen, you know. And he didn't back down from anybody. And it was just I just loved everything about that, you know. Yeah, the bully ball, isn't yes. it? it? Very much. It, so. He was he was Very not only so. the king of Stamford Bridge, but the king of bully ball. I mean, lo- looking into this season though, Ron. I mean, yes. you've been you've been following religiously since two thousand seven, two thousand eight. You already know our views and kind of where we stand with the state of the team right now. I mean, right. what are your thoughts? What are your what are you feeling? Um, outside of losing some silly games to some real suspect, um, you you can count. cuss. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Not yet, not yet. <laughs> it will happen. Um, but outside of losing some silly games to, like, you know, the bottom of the barrel teams, um, this is probably the most fun watching the team in quite a while, to be honest with you. Um, I mean, of course, you know, having Frank back is always great. It's a beautiful thing. You know, he's doing, you know, having him and Jody and all of that. But the fact that it's like, you know, there's so many homegrown talents um, that are actually getting a chance to play. Um, as well as, you know, just the way that our certain people that, you know, that were kind of written off last year, um, have stepped up, you know, like 
Cobra Crew. <laughs> uh, oh, <geez>. hey. <laughs> Especially like him. What you is know, it with like... the Venezuelans and Kovacic, man? I swear Kovacic has some Venezuelan blood in him. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to go there. I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Jorginho homer, but um, I honestly <laughs> have to say that Kovacic is our player of the year. Um, oh, yeah. Literally, like, I mean, he's been above and beyond everything and anything that we've needed he's always you know he's coming to play every single time even when he's hurt you know he's out there he doesn't he hasn't backed down at all i mean it, it's it, you know he's been what we needed um but it's just also you know seeing like the story you know like the tammy like like the somewhat of redemption for tammy you know after that missed penalty and then you know being you know at the top of the league in scoring goals i totally forgot about that ron by the way like i i absolutely it was cleared out of my mind after the rest of the season like that's crazy to think about like that beginning of how i think everyone was shitting on him because of that and he really bounced back that that was awesome yeah we we all kind of like completely forgot that tammy had like this awful lone spell at swansea and had to go back down to the championship um yeah I, he was supposed to go to wolves last year which was kind of weird and then we wound up loaning him out to the championship again and he killed it again and now i mean we're just kind of reaping the rewards for it i mean ron the way you guys you and andres feel about kovacic is very similar to how i feel about tammy but i'm not mad <laughs> at all because i think either <laughs> of them could could be our players of the season and like I, I the only the only basis that i'm giving tammy player of the season right now is that he scored more goals than any of our strikers in the last what two seasons so that alone is enough for me to get excited but um no i mean it, it's this is awesome, man. I'm I'm, I'm still kind of tripping out that you're on the podcast to begin with. But <laughs> hey, let Ron finish his finishes. Uh, yeah, 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 let Ron yeah. finish his. I, I hey, cut no, him no, off. I'm man. sorry. That was, <laughs> I just I totally <laughs> forgot about that. I just like. No, but then it's that. also and it, to think about that. You know, he's literally at the top. He's still, you know, at the top of the league. Think um, with the amount of injuries that he's had, and the fact that he not one of those goals has been a penalty. I mean, that's a pretty big. That's a pretty big accomplishment when you really think about it um in looking in that sense um then also you know having captain america on you know it's always gonna it's a beautiful thing to have an american there um not a venezuelan yet but you know <laughs> but but i'm pretty you know i'm very excited that you know that we do have an american there um you know and he's doing well um you know and it's just it, it's it's there's just a lot to like about the team outside of you know the silly losing of you know games against the the bottom um, the bottom feeders of the league, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I even mean, if we would have drawn some of those games that we lost, like the one twos or the two zeros and things like that, we literally would have had a strong hold on that third place spot instead of, you know, trying to fight for fourth, you know? So it's like, it, it you know, that's the only thing that I can say that league kind of gives me a bad taste in my mouth. But I mean, it, it's especially compared to last year, I think last year, even though, you know, we ended up in third and we won the Europa League, um, it was probably the hardest season outside of that that second spell of Mourinho with that horrible when everybody just tanked it, just tanked it. Tenth place. But, um, yeah. Yokohama's first season. Right. Yeah. Like, oh, no. <laughs> never forget the day that announcement came out. <laughs> that was Rest in peace to Samsung. 
<laughs> I know, I love Samsung. <laughs> got the jerseys now. <laughs> they look so much better. <laughs> it would have been um, well, well. The Samsung was nice because it was a giant flex on everybody that had iPhones. I could just be like, "Fuck you, I got huh? a Samsung." Chelsea, Fuck, there you go. <laughs> but yeah, not anymore. <laughs> but even even with that, it was just it was so hard to watch. Like it, last year, that it you know this season. Has been, you know, has been redemption as being a Chelsea fan for in a lot of ways, at least for me. Okay, I mean, Ron, I, I'm gonna ask you something and be as honest as possible. Now, is this excitement that you're feeling now is that a result of the youth coming in and playing really, really well and seeing these guys that we've been wanting to succeed at the club get their time, or is it more of a result as us finally having a bringing in a manager that's willing to play expansive, expressive football? Oh, you know what? I probably have to go 50-50 because I think that last year we didn't have an identity. I think we're finally starting to have an identity at least of how we're playing and not our attacking and things of that nature. But at the same time, it's just like seeing, you know, seeing these guys that bleed Chelsea blue because they've been there since they were seven, eight years old and being able to like live out their dreams. That's freaking amazing, man. You know, see, you know, the happiness of seeing like i'll never forget when tammy i think scored his first goal or something mm-hmm. in the league and then the way that lampard gave him a hug and everybody uh, came and the whole team came together and talked about wolves yeah beautiful wolves, picture right yeah there's yeah, a beautiful yeah. picture everybody out of just that came together it was just i mean like it, you know that just that like that stays in my mind you mm-hmm. know and that just made it so you know it made everything so rewarding for these guys you know um seeing Reese James get his you know get his due you know uh, Tomori breaking ankles out there um you know Mason Mount you know silencing some of the haters but then also getting all the hate that he gets is just you know I love that it's just because it just gives us something to like to deal with you know um yeah but I think yeah I think it's a 50-50 you know because bringing in bringing in you know Frank did bring a lot of the fans back too because I mean, yeah, like I kept saying, like last year was just so hard, even with everything. Like at the end of the season, it's like I still had such like I had like a bad taste in my mouth being a fan because of everything that happened. Then you lose Hazard. Then, you know, and there's all this other stuff. It's just transfer ban and things, you know, like I honestly, the transfer ban was kind of like a blessing in disguise when you really think about it. You know, you know, it, it made us have to deal with what we got and we were able to do it. Plus, I also think that um, one something that's not talked about a lot is the Jorginho, like, love that he's getting now, in a sense, than what he got last year with all the hate that he got last year because he was Sorry's boy. It's to me, I mean, the guy, did, you know, went out there day in and day out, did his job, did what he had to do, was the leader in every sort of way possible. Proved a lot and, of people wrong. Exactly. You know, shut a lot of mouths, and I love that. You know, wow. I love that. I'm wrong. Some I think that's something, yeah. Some fantastic uh, commentary right there. You're making us look bad, man. I know. Shit. Maybe we'll be the fourth full-time <laughs> host. I can't or, or I'll drop out I and you can, can take my spot. <laughs> 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 All right, let's, no, get into some, uh, let's get into some rumors. Uh, Ron, I'd like to hear your take on, on these because we've already talked about uh, a couple of these. No need to be repetitive, even though there isn't really much talk about. So the first one, we mentioned it last week, but it's picked up a lot of traction uh this week because again there's no nothing else for reporters to write about but uh 
the Coutinho rumors, aka the Coutinho rumors. Ron, what's your what's your uh, stance? What's yeah, what's hey, you your? Gotta, you got to shout out N Ward. N Ward, my bad, not N Ward. N Ward. N Ward. What's up? Another dude? rep Ward ultra there. Gray. Another rep ultra there, there for that. Well, um, no, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of that. Not a fan of that. Um, he it it's okay. He was decent in Liverpool, but he's moved around so much he can't find his own identity. And where they're gonna be the ones to take him? I I'm not I'm not down with that. What I'm if it's like a loan? That. What if it's on loan or I don't know? I mean, it, that would even make s- complete sense to me, to be honest, to bring him on loan. I mean, I, I can see that, but then where are we going to play him? Um, I mean, who's, yeah. whose spot is he going to take? You know? Um, who, who are we taking out? Zach, what do you think? Are we no, taking I mean, anyone I mean, out we, from? We talked about it. No, we, we talked about it last week. I think me and Andres went in on this where like you can't really stick him out on a flank because he doesn't have the pace to beat people and frank de- frank depends on athletic wingers to do a lot of the defensive work as well and coutinho's just not willing and if you yeah, play I mean, him in the middle of the park we're losing physicality and work rate i mean mm-hmm. we pride ourselves on this high press i just don't see how coutinho fits why the fuck is this rumor still a thing man <laughs> it doesn't make any sense to me it doesn't make money it feels like it's it's a real thing now. Like everything yeah, is pointing at the fact that it's happening. I'd rather have Boga. I mean, that's a at totally different player, though. That's a, we're not signing Coutinho but, to play winger. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, we brought in Ziyech. If we brought in Ziyech, then he's either going to play in one of two positions out wide or in, in the middle, like that pseudo ten slash eight role. I, I just don't know. Andres, and you, you know, think the you know, deal's going to happen? It's sounding like it. it. I don't it, know it's, why. It, it's very likely the way it's going. <laughs> I mean, That's I don't know. What, what, just because there's off, a lot of man. people talking, like it's there's nothing else to talk about. I mean, I don't know. That I feel like every every transfer rumor I'm going to be hearing during this quarantine time, uh, when there's no soccer play, being played, is going to be like I'm just not going to believe it until I see it. You know, like I mean, which I honestly already do, but uh, <laughs> even now more so. Like it's just. I don't know. But yeah, the more I see it, the more I just I think about it, you know, like trying to convince myself that it could happen. And if it does, like to, to mentally prepare myself, I guess. But I think we're all on the same page. But, you know, at the other, on the other hand, like, is depth really so bad? I mean, let's say we I, I finish think it's top like a luxury. Four. Yeah, I, I think it's just like a luxury signing. Like Coutinho is the kind of guy you buy when you have a ready made squad. And you're like, you know what? You bring him, in, bring him in against teams that have a like a low block, so he shoots from outside the box or something like that. Yeah. But when you're trying to build an identity, because we're not there yet. I mean, Frank has tried three or four different formations, no consistency, apart from a few players on the eleven. I, I don't see a lone move for Coutinho being the answer. Obviously, it's low risk because if he's not performing, you just put him on your bench or you send him back. So that's the only thing that I really do like. Now, if Coutinho comes and he balls out and he shuts me up, great. But as of today, it's not something that I'm, you know, super excited about. Because we, we have, move on. We ha- yeah, I, uh, I was just gonna add, we have, we yeah. haven't, you know, we have had problems scoring goals this season. So I think bringing in a guy who can really shoot from anywhere, which that was supposed to be Ross Barkley, but <laughs> I don't know. Oh yeah, he could, he could shoot into the into the fifteen fifteenth row from anywhere on the pitch. It's it's quite it's quite <laughs> impressive hey don't honestly. hate on ross barkley he is our leading scorer in the fa cup okay 
I think I, I can name he, one person that's worse that th- that that played for Chelsea that was worse than shooting outside the box was Mo Salah when he first came here. He <laughs> I, I, he used to he used to kick the ball to the corner flag to the, when he corner flag, to yeah. the far post. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, next next rumor. Uh, I think we we talk about Giroud every week and what's happening to him, but now the rumor is that he's open to contract talks with us uh, for an extension. Um, I I think we're all on the keep Giroud bandwagon, but at the end of the day, uh, I think it's up. It's it's going to come down to what he wants to to do with his career. Like, does he want to stay? And you know, I I mean. I, like first of all, the thing I think the premise of the story is, I mean, the premise of this backstory is like, are we going to be a competitive team next year and like actually challenge for the Premier League title and all that stuff? If that's the case, like, does, is that a reason for him to want to stay, or does he see us as you know n- still a work in progress and him not trying to be a part of that and you know rather go somewhere either where he could win or somewhere where he can just chill, you know, like in the, in L.A. or something like in Miami or something like that, but. I don't think that's happening. I don't think MLS is happening necessarily. But um, That'd be so nice. Ron, what are your thoughts? I mean, I like the guy, um, but unless we can get some, you know, like a like a world class uh, striker on the side, I'm fine with keeping him. I'm totally fine with keeping him. The guy's been the guy's been class from day one. You know, he hasn't bitched and moaned because he's been sitting on the bench, and and you know, when we need him, he's actually come through. Um, I'm okay with it. I have no issues with that. And like, why, why couldn't we win the Premier League title with uh, with Tammy and Giroud as our two strikers? I think I think that's a great duo right there. It's, and it doesn't need to be the focal point of our attack. I mean, obviously, when Tam- I mean Tammy scored the bulk of our goals this season, but I think that's a pretty solid duo without having to you know overspend for a striker who, I mean, like if there's I don't think there's many like ready-made strikers on the market right now so a lot of the ones that we would go after are like you know kind of like the Murata case where it was unproven and you know has a lot of hype but you know something like that uh, which I'm not as comfortable with yeah I, I think it's a smart move and I think Giroud now that the Euros are next summer and the fact that he was playing a decent amount of games before the whole coronavirus thing exploded I think that it's a smart move for him too because Tammy has 15 goals right now. He hasn't scored as frequently recently. Worst case, he's all reliable. And he's okay with being a squad player and not being the starter. So it's like a win-win. We get experience. He gets the chance to still get minutes at a big club leading into the Euros. And like you said, I also think without the Euros this summer, there's not going to be a a forward target out there that's going to get us super excited or, or is realistic at the same time because you need that tournament to get out of the way for players to decide, okay, it's time for me to make a big move because I've outgrown my current club. Yeah. Do you think that being like of... a featured striker is important to him? I think that the Euros is his last chance at playing for France. Oh, I, 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 not not in the Euros. I'm talking about for next season. I know, like, I guess I guess what you're saying is that being a featured striker would get him more, uh, like you know, visibility as far as bring coming back next year, right? Is that that's what you're saying? Well, I was saying, like, before he wasn't going to get called up to the Euros and it looked like Chelsea was not going to be a place where he could get minutes. And then the January transfer window ended. We called on him. We were playing well with him starting. He jumped Mishi in the lineup. Now there's a chance for him to play a whole another season here. 
where he now knows he's option number two rather than like being retirement garbage basically like if he left Chelsea no matter where he went he wasn't going to be playing for France is the point I was trying to make so Uh staying here and being number two uh, like gives him the pedigree to still get called up to play for the national team at least for one more tournament what do you think Zach do you think that's important to him to be a featured striker next year he talks about it all the time now I I mean the thing the thing I'm kind of I'm not concerned about it but it's something that does need to be brought to light again is, you know, his role going into next season. He only got a run out of, a run out this season because Tammy's been hurt and Michi's been shit for the most part. <laughs> Actually for the whole part. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He hasn't really been um, good at all. Except except Ajax away. But that's literally it. But um no. I think, you know, earlier this season when Giroud came out and, and he was speaking um to, you know, in public for the first time since being benched um, you know, because Tammy was starting, he, he even said, you know, it's, I have no hard feelings towards the kid. I'm, I'm trying to help him to get better in training. I'm trying to pass on whatever knowledge, wisdom I learned over the years to him. Like he's been a great role model up to this point as Rob, po- as Ron pointed out, but moving forward, I think the only way these contract talks could even be happening is if Frank and Giroux and the club are all in communication with each other and are saying, Hey, here's our plan for you going into next season. This is how much you know uh, time you're willing we're willing to give you. These are the types of games that we're going to be seeing you play in. Are you interested or are you not interested? Until he puts pen to paper, I'm really not going to believe anything. But I mean, looking in terms of Giroud's career, Andres, you hit it. He's not going to get onto the Euro team, onto the Euro squad, unless he's playing for Chelsea. If he goes somewhere to France and plays for a mid, a lower to mid table club, and even if he scores 15 or 20 goals, he's still not going to get in. Um, over a guy like Benzema, who's well, that guy's. I mean, he's never. He's not yeah, gonna but get Benzema <laughs> has like a. It's a political thing. He's never getting okay. a call up. I mean, I, no. I, well, it doesn't even have to be Benzema. It could even be Musa Dembele, who's been playing out of his mind. Who's a perfect number nine for that French team when you think about it in a certain sense. But at the same time, you saw the success they had with Giroud. It's it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. But I think Giroud is smart for staying here, if. The implication is that that's his best chance to play for the to to play for France in the Euros. Again, I think the situation changed from January to now. I mean, he was third option then, which is why he was saying he wanted to leave because he just wasn't getting any minutes. Now he's a solidified number two. So I think if that's the role you promise him, I think he signs another year. Yeah, I think so too. But if if Giroud does sign that, if Giroud does resign with us, right? We got Giroud as our number two, Tammy as our number one. I think it'd be interesting to see what happens with Mishi if we decide to move him out. And then also, are we going to look to replace him with somebody? Is Frank still looking to have three strikers in the squad? Because I think that's something that's really important that not enough teams have in the Premier League right now. Most squads only have one or two nines in their, in, in their lineup, and then they just kind of have some flimsy you know, uh, plan C lineup after that. I would really like for us to bring in a third striker, even if we do re-sign Giroud, because I think that competition is important to have, especially when you have a more veteran player on the bench. All right, let's move on to the next point. So, uh, Willian, obviously, uh, his contract is set to expire at the end of the season. Um, the rumors were uh, a deal to Barcelona, possibly. I mean, this is something that's been talked about since, I think, I probably the, over the summer, um, maybe even last summer. But uh, now it looks like those talks are off. Um, 
you guys can you guys give any insight ron what what are your thoughts on williams possibility of leaving i have a love-hate relationship with that guy (laughs) (laughs) i mean like you know like one week he can be you know like literally he looks like one of the greatest players of all time and then the next week is just like why is that guy even out on the you know he's literally kicking it in the stance um so i mean i wouldn't be i wouldn't be opposed to keeping them for like maybe no longer no more than two years but at the same time if he leaves i'm i i mean we got you know we got cho we got pulisic we got you know we got wingers so it's you know i'm not that concerned in that sense um but and you know he wants three years it's it's not gonna happen that's too long for that's too long in my book um and then also it's like I don't know if he, you know if he's like the way that he was playing in the beginning of the season was just really one of those things where he was in a contract year and he was bawling out of his mind because of the fact that he was working for a contract and then he comes back and then we get you know the flip-flop William you know I don't know I really don't know I'm going to probably say no I'm gonna, I mean if he leaves I wouldn't be you know I'm not opposed to him leaving yeah i mean it is that love-hate relationship with them isn't it i don't think i don't think there's been a player at chelsea that's been that's had that much talent but that kind of goals and assists output to go along with it it's it's really weird to see because he'll pass the visual test with flying colors but then when you go to paper and you see you okay how many goals and assists is he putting in a season? How many key passes is he making? How many, how many, how many times is he impacting the game statistically? And you just don't see it that much. I don't know. I I think you know Barcelona is rumored to be in for a more young, youthful winger. I don't think that they're necessarily looking to fill their squad with more older players like they did in seasons past. I mean, we saw like the Braithwaite signing, completely random. The Boateng signing of last year. Vidal signing the year before that. There just seems to be like this recurring theme of this Chelsea-esque way of signing like washed up players to come stink it up for a season or two and then the cycle just keeps spinning. Hmm. And I don't think Barcelona is looking to go that way anymore, clearly, if they're not going after William. I, th- I, I, I don't know. I, I have a feeling he's going to go to Juve for some odd reason. I just think that you know him and Sarri have created some sort of weird bond. It's misunderstandable, <laughs> but... It, it makes perfect sense why he's not going to Barcelona. It's it's simple. He's got a thousand more minutes than Pulisic, and he has only one more goal and one more assist. From <laughs> and he's supposed to be the guy that's been in the Premier League for the past six years. I mean, screw love hate. I don't mind. I don't. I don't <laughs> blame Barcelona for not wanting William. It didn't make sense first. I guess like oh maybe he can be the Neymar. No, he's not Neymar either. Like. Barcelona is going to go all in for Neymar. Why would they get Willian? Plus, in a in a Bosman, that means they would have to pay a crap ton of money for him. And I don't see that happening either. Plus, I don't think many clubs are going to have the luxury to overpay for a 30-year-old after we recover from this coronavirus situation. So him not going to Barcelona on a free, I get it. Like I'm, It's not shock, shocking news to me. I think, like you said, Italy is more like it, even maybe a reunion with Conte. No, just kidding. That's never happening. But uh, (laughs) the Italian league just makes perfect sense because, you know, they slow things down a lot, and Willian is the master of doing that. He gets the ball, and then he has to bring it to a dead stop before making a move. So, yeah, I'm not shocked by these news. All right, on to the next point. Uh, So we talked last week about Alex Tellison 
uh, him firing his agent and hiring a new one. And we suspected there was an implication that this is a sign that he was either upset with his old agent for not having his move to Chelsea or wherever, uh, just wherever he wanted to go. I think it is Chelsea. But uh, we now find out that his agent is actually from his, uh, is Israeli and he is also homies with Roman. So, I mean, the connections just continue to grow. Um, I think our, our suspicions were proven correct. Um, this this actually just points more and more to a move of uh, him coming to Chelsea than anything else that I've seen. But um, I don't know. I mean, are we are we grasping at straws, Ron? What do you think? Like, do you think this is uh, actually real or uh, just hopeful fans? Um, I think it's actually very likely that it may happen, just with from all the points that you stated and. I mean, unless we're able to to get somebody else, it's it's. I mean, it's a, it's a slight upgrade over what we currently have um, in Emerson and Lonzo. So, I I mean, I think I think this one is it's it's, it's almost as high as the as the Coutinho one happening, um, in a sense. So, uh, I think this is actually going to be one that's more than likely happening for sure. But then, which of the two is the one that's going to leave in between? Emerson and, and Alonzo is the bigger question in my eyes. Some, huh. I think this is the one. I think this is the one that's most likely to happen out of you know any of the rumors that we've heard so far. For right. the reason you just mentioned, right? His agent, very very tight knit with Abramovich. He was involved when Abramovich first took over for the club, and there was like a whole. I tried to do a little bit of research. I couldn't get too much information on it, but. You know, there was this issue with Ashley Cole and Zahavi, who's uh, Alex Tellis' agent, was supposedly tapping up Ashley Cole um, prior to his move, prior to his move from Arsenal to Chelsea, and then of course that was denied on all accounts. But um, you know, a- apparently he's one of Abramovich's very very tight knit friends, and if you know if that is true, then I think the writing's on the wall here. I think we finally found our left back. Um, you know. We did get priced out of the Ben Chilwell situation, which was something that we did anticipate. Um, and if you look at the rest of the market, there really isn't that many players that are still available. We talked about Hakimi, who could play on the left, but he's foolish if he doesn't go back to Real. It, it just seems like the right move for us going going from here on out. And th- this is one that's actually really exciting for me because we get somebody that could go forward with the ball similar to the way Alonzo can, but we're also getting somebody that has a lot of whip on his ball. And with that being said, could play the dead ball situation. He could play on set pieces, um, he, he, taking corner kicks uh, or any free kick from a weird angle on the right-hand side are pretty much his. Um, so this is exciting. I mean, Andres, what do you think? Is this a done deal for you or are you still like holding out hope for Chilwell? No, I think that honestly this makes a little bit more sense just based on how we were playing at the end of the season and how involved Reese James was with his crossing ability. Uh, I think that Tellus has a better cross than Chilwell. And if I mean, I, I, I'm not comfortable paying that much for Chilwell. Alex Tellus is not a bad second option per se. I, I thought they were tied for who to go for. And Tellus is half the price, uh, twice the experience, free kick and set-piece overall specialist, so it makes sense. Lampard wants his fullbacks forward. He wants them to kind of play that 
sort of Trent Alexander-Arnold role where they're up there leading the team in assists. So I- I'm cool with this. I-, I hope that this is the kind of final straw to get the deal done. I know that Telus wants to know what his future holds. And, I mean, if we have a, a short season, I'm sure he just wants to know that next season's set. So, yeah, I- I'm excited for this one. I think it's a done deal. I mean, before we continue really quick, does anybody know what his uh, release clause is? Because that seems to be like a real issue with with the whole Teller situation in general, is whether he does or doesn't have a release clause. I know we had the option to buy him previously. I believe it was last summer or the year before, um, where we had an option to buy him for $35 million. That was his release clause, and we could have triggered it, and we passed that up. So I'm curious to see Apparently where 40, that number it's is 40 now. mil. Is it around – Okay, it's I mean, around like, 40, yeah. if it's around 40, then you take it and run. I mean, because even if that thing falls on its face and collapses, you can still turn around and sell him and probably make most of your investment back. Whereas a Chilwell situation is probably going to cost you around 80 or 90 million. And if that doesn't work, you're not getting that money back. I, I think Marina's just playing hardball because she knows that Tellez is going into the last year of his contract. Yeah. So the whole thing is like if we if if Porto knows Tellez is going to leave. And he's not signed like six different contracts they've put on the table. Then Chelsea technically has all the bargaining power. If we don't do the release clause, though, we risk not getting him to another team that does just go outright and pay it. So it's just, you know, it's a fine line we're playing with here. But I agree, it's 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 a matter of just pulling the trigger if he is Frank's guy. Yeah, interesting to see uh, where that goes. Um, all right, let's go to the next point. So the UEFA chairman recently. It's it's not it's not Michel Platini anymore, right? He got uh, arrested or whatever. But... <laughs> yeah, who Whoever it is now, um, it's probably not corrupt. I'm just guessing. Uh, UEFA chairman <laughs> stated <laughs> he stated you he, don't st- say. <laughs> he stated Didn't we just passed April yeah. Fools was last week, man. <laughs> <laughs> he stated that uh, he would give Liverpool the title if he had the choice. Uh, I'm guessing this isn't the context of if this season gets canceled or doesn't resume. Uh, Ron, what are your thoughts on this? We've already talked about this enough. Uh, I want to hear what you have to say. Um, I mean, so then, but then, what do you do if you don't finish the season? If you don't finish the season, do you, like this? So this season is a whole wash. I mean, it, it it's. It's one of those things where I think it's going to be like even if they do give them the title, they're always going to have that thing on the you know like with an asterisk in a sense because they didn't complete the season wasn't completed, so you can you know. Um, but I, I think, also I think, think sorry to cut you off, but I think that yeah. if that's the case, anyone who wasn't around to watch the season and goes back and looks at the table, they'll see that it, it, it's not really an asterisk like they were just a couple matches away of inevitably getting it like 99.9999999% chance you know like it, i i know what you're saying but i still feel no, that yeah, yeah people... no no yeah no it, i mean it 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 was going to happen i mean you know it, as much as i hate to say it it was going to happen but the fact is is that they were actually kind of struggling there for a minute you know, and they were going, you know, they weren't really, you know, their games were, you know, they were drawing a lot of games. They actually were losing some games in there and they didn't look the same way that they did when the season first started. So, I mean, who knows now, maybe, you know, maybe Manchester city was going to go on a crazy tear or something of that nature. But even then it's just like, it's, it's as somebody who's not a Liverpool fan, you're always going to say, well, the season ended early, 
<laughs> in a sense. So, you know, it, it, it sucks for them. It, yeah. Don't, don't get me wrong. So, I'll so, always give Liverpool crap for it, but uh, uh, it'll yeah. always, in the back of my mind, I'll always know that they were going to get it. I mean, there's no yeah. question. Well, look, like, if they're going to turn around and complain about the, about people giving them shit for winning the title early, right, then they really have no grounds to complain at all because their chance to win the title clear and clear as day thanks uh to stevie g and his slip they, they, they had their chance like, like like that's my point and i don't know why it didn't come out right but liverpool had their chance to win the title proper right and they didn't so they could suck it as far as i'm concerned and the fact that this happened is unfortunate but at the same time it's kind of hilarious that it happened the one season to them where like it was written in the stars there was no way that they oh, could yeah. fuck this up yeah. that makes um, it that makes it hilarious for sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it does. I'm getting a lot of joy out of this, <laughs> to be completely honest. I mean, we all knew they were going to win. We all knew they were going to win the league, even if the season continued. But just the yeah. fact that it's happening like this and they don't get the actual satisfaction of living that yeah. moment. Doing, like, it, doing, a it, lot doing of, it during a oh, game, having to hold, you know, yeah. the whole and all of that. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I don't know. I think I think it's like I wouldn't feel as strongly about you know putting an asterisk on him if 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 it wasn't for all the crap that um, Klopp was going through last year where he had an excuse for every single game that they lost whether it was the crap, <laughs> the, the wind, wind uh, you know that because you know people uh, uh, people were messing with their hotel. Um, there was too much noise happening the day before. It's like, you know, he was, he, I mean, he was become, he was making more excuses than, you know, than like somebody who mm-hmm. robbed a liquor store and would say that I wasn't there, you know, kind of a thing. So like, <laughs> like, like that was, that, that's like, that's where I was like, okay, you know, I have an issue, I had an issue with that, but no, but I mean, they were going to win it out, right? It was just, it, it just needed to happen, but it's just, it's always going to be that thing where if the season does, you know, it's like, they didn't technically do it though. You know, it didn't yeah. technically do it. So yeah. apparently, I I'm like where I like ahead. where Ron's head is at, man. Always, I gotta be honest. He's a smart guy. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Sal. I'm just gonna move on to the next point. Uh, so rumors about uh, what's his name? Uh, Lautaro Martinez, right? Yeah, from the the Argentinian yep. at uh. Inter Milan, the striker, he, uh, so th- there's been like so many teams names that he's been connected to. Like it started off with Barca and Real, and now it's moving towards Chelsea and Man City, obviously. I mean, that's just how it's going to go. But, uh, recently he, uh, denied any rumors, uh, of him being interested in a move to Chelsea. Um, what do you, what are your guys' thoughts? I mean, again, we talked about bringing in another striker earlier, but um, Ron, do you have any insight or uh, belief or anything like that about this whole situation? It all comes down to money. At the end of it, like how much are we gonna, you know, drop for him? Yeah, because and I think how much Barcelona would be willing I to think pay. That's another thing too. Fat. Yeah, they, they would. Yeah. I think Barcelona would be what, like, willing to pay way more well, than whatever we pay. Yeah, well, so we're yeah. forgetting a key thing here. We're forgetting that Barcelona could also offer tax evasion. For his duration of his time nice. there, nice, and that's a huge, that's a huge thing for him. For sure. <laughs> no, I mean, look, when it comes down to Lautaro, Sam, you mentioned it. Like he's been linked to a lot of different teams, and pretty much every big club in Europe is after him. But that's kind of what happens when you're a player of his caliber, especially at his age. I think it's a right again. 
whether it's realistic or not is is not really what I'm debating. But this is the right kind of player for us to be linked with. Yet again, I mean, we talked about it with like Werner and Sancho. The fact that we're being linked with players of that caliber again is flattering, right? It, it, it's something we haven't seen in a long time. So the fact that it's continuing outside of the Werner-Sancho realm is it's pretty awesome. Speaking of Sancho, uh, reportedly he is yet to make a choice between United and Chelsea. Uh, just pesky United, just totally destroying our dreams of having them on our team but uh i think i think as time's time has passed i'm like getting a little less excited about bringing him in like uh i mean it would be amazing but like if it doesn't happen like a month ago if it didn't happen i would have been devastated but now i feel like if it doesn't happen i'll just be like oh okay you know i mean what what what, what changed some i don't it might have been just not watching soccer for the, the past month like that might have been it honestly like i just have no interest in anything else but when i'm when i'm gonna be able to leave the house again <laughs> i mean ron i'm sure you're high on bringing them in right i mean yeah i mean I'm, I'm all for it but i also do live with a 13 year old manchester united fan who tells me on a daily basis that they're that he's the one that's gonna end up with them so wow, cheeky banter you know. right there <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so um i mean yeah i, I mean and again but i'm also I, I also feel the same way the song does is that i was really excited about it but it's also kind of get to the point where it's like i think i'm more you know even all of these signings and everything i just want to see football i i I'm, i mean i don't have a dream signing i don't have you know like it, it's like like a transfer window i don't care about that at the moment i want to see a game like it's like i want to you know i want to wake up and have you know, Liquidator played before I start the game. Like, every, before every single game, I play Liquidator, and I blast it whether it's like I'm at home or not. And it's like, I want to be able to do that, and it's like, I haven't had that chance. So, it's, you know, so it's like, I'm not as invested in that, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not as torn as I was about it maybe like a month and a half ago. You know, like a month and a half ago, I was like, no, this motherfucker's playing with us, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> but now it's like, you know, it just, you know, like, I, it, it may not happen and it's like okay it, you know it's not gonna happen i just want to see football <laughs> i think i think he wants to come to his hometown man why would you want to go play for manchester united so you can just be a disappointment for the whole time you're there hardly play any champions league football it's colder right I don't know how much colder it is in London. <laughs> I, I doubt it. Uh, <laughs> Why don't you become a, a expert on England's uh, <laughs> weather? You're a meteorologist yeah, or something? I don't know, now? man. I got that live Doppler 7000 going on. <laughs> Anybody from LA area is listening, you know what I mean? Shout yeah. out to Dallas. We don't have to ever worry about weather. It's always nice here, except oh, no. for right now. That... Right now it's raining. Zach, to bring it back as to why he would go to United, three hundred thousand a week, and the fact that with City getting banned, United does get Champions League, and mm -hmm. he gets an outright starting spot, and whatever the hell else he wants, because United isn't at a position to to do anything but give him what he wants. Like, I don't know. That sounds pretty good to me. I don't know. He could go like if he if he decides to fuck off the Man United, then that's exactly what he can do. I'll be mad. Though, like, if he if he signs, let's say he's the two options are right now Champions League. As of today, we both have Champions League salary. Well, let's let's call it even. Uh, position United has nobody at the right wing. 
nobody even close to his level. For us, we have Ziyech, maybe Cho. Like, it, there's there's no certainty that he's going to come in and instantly be a starter if he doesn't light it up from the beginning. So, for him, it's less of a risk to go to United today than to go to Chelsea. Obviously, if United flops and doesn't make Champions League, then obviously the the, the decision's easy. But today, if he doesn't stay at Dortmund, United's the easiest way to come back to England at a quote-unquote top club and get everything he wants, the playing time, the money, the Champions League, etc. Yeah, I don't know. I just think there's a little psychological aspect about the number seven shirt at Man United. <laughs> I mean, you look at the past number sevens. I mean, I'm not talking about Cristiano because he's the one that made that number, like, huge. But, I mean, you look at Memphis Depay, you look at Alexis Sanchez, you look at players that they brought in to try and fill that void on the right wing decent players, right? When Alexi Sanchez went there, he was at the top of his game at Arsenal. And and when Memphis Depay came in, he was this young, vibrant, you know, flashy winger that could do it all and had, you know, the physical aspect and a footballing mind to go with it. And both of them didn't work out, so maybe there's a little bit of that in his head. I don't know. I mean, I'm not an insider, but, I mean, if, if, if I'm Jaden Sancho and I'm making that move and I'm trying to decide, you know, wh what's the better environment to nurture me, it's definitely Chelsea yes the expectations are still high but at man united they are even higher like if you think they come down on their players and that and that fan you think our fan base is bad that fan base is just as bad as we are if not worse i mean coming Zach, down on their players I, I think you're right as far as like the fans actually i don't know i think it might be equal uh because even the I, managers though but, why but, but i think what andreas i think what i think what andreas said is like actually the more valid point that like who are they going to who are they going to replace him with? The, the, I think he has a longer leash, uh, of like you know games that he's allowed to play poorly in in the beginning because what are they going to do? Replace him with who I I can't even think of who their right back the right winger is right now. Yeah. yeah, that's not even that's not going to happen. Like uh, with us, there's a lot of there's a lot of different options we can throw there. So you know the pressure is going to be on. Like he could be yanked out way sooner. And in at United, I mean. I'm not thinking about how whether the fans will give in on him. I'm thinking about the the manager like pulling him out and not letting him play, or you know. And just on top of that, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer never blames his players ever. He will never say anything negative about his team. He'll always say, "Well, he'll always try to do a positive to us." You know, we competed with Liverpool for 80 minutes and then we got wrecked. Like he'll never say something bad. So like, if yeah, you're looking to get Zach. babied and all that, like Sancho <laughs> would probably rather do that because we've is, seen with lampard if you don't play well you're not gonna play but yeah. is that something that sancho wants does he want a manager that's just gonna sit back and say you do you and when you find your form you could do it or is he gonna want a manager like frank lampard to put his arm around him and say hey we're gonna get there together if you have to that's sit out five point. or six that's games fine. yeah that, that's something we won't know until he makes a move yeah i don't know like I, i'm just we saying have to it, remember that he went to dortmund because he he was never going to get minutes at City, and now he's grown. Now he's got a potential superstar mentality and ego. Like The next move he yeah. makes will let us know what kind of player he wants to be. Does he want to be the superstar that gets away with everything, or does he want to be part of a project and see the big picture? Like That's that's yeah. really it. Yeah. All right, before we move on, Ron, I have one question. How sure. the hell did your kid turn out to be a United fan? How did, what, did, what did you do wrong? <laughs> um, well, what? He's a hater. <laughs> okay. And then where, two, he's a where does he get that from? <laughs> uh, he's LA, man. It's it's an LA thing. We're haters by nature. Mm -hmm. Um, but um, it's uh, he's a Pogba fan, so he's kind of followed him along the way. 
you know. Yeah. And you yeah. and you haven't tried to convert him. Like you accept it as it is. Yeah. Sadly, wow, what, but what a what a good dad. Honestly, I respect that, but it's also I don't respect but your true. kid. It actually, it actually makes it actually makes Saturdays pretty fun. Cheeky banter, so Saturdays, yeah, for sure. Pretty fun, yeah. You know, interesting dynamic. It's a fun dynamic. It's yeah. a fun dynamic, dude. I had to deal. I I was in a Champions League final against my dad's team. Like it's oh, yeah, fun. yeah. It's <laughs> fun. Yeah. All right, let's yeah. move on. Uh, so there's a there was a really really nice story that came out. I don't know, Zach. Did you hear about it? The Kobe drug bust story. No, I didn't hear about yeah. it, but I, you were texting. Uh, I'll, like I'll right tell you about it right started. now. It's it's amazing. So um, back in 2010, uh, Laker legend Adam Morrison, NBA champion <laughs> Adam Morrison. Uh, yeah, you're going to be laughing now, up. but this is a really – I'm just kidding. <laughs> but he was released. <laughs> the uh, tears will come. The tears will come. Yeah, he was released yes. in 2010. Um, and apparently he was really depressed and, you know, became a hermit, didn't go out. Um, he was young, 26 at a very low point in his life after being like a top three pick in the draft. Um, and then one day, uh, he gets a text from the Lakers security guard saying, uh, who's one of, one of, was one of Kobe's best friends saying, what's your address? I got something in the mail for you. A couple days later, he gets a package. It's a signed Didier Drogba jersey. And, uh, Ooh. like he doesn't know for sure that it was, he didn't know at the time that it was for sure Kobe, but he had a, he had an idea that it was. And then, um, shortly after Kobe passed, when, uh, the Chelsea, uh, Twitter, I mean, Instagram account posted pictures of that time he came to visit the team in, uh, it was like 2010 or in 2009. Um, there's actually a picture of him, Kobe standing with Drogba holding the Jersey and it says to Adam, best wishes. So it was that jersey that no day that he got signed for way. Adam Morrison because he knew Adam Morrison was a was a Chelsea fan, and I guess he waited and he heard that you know he was down like you know he, he sent that to him to you know boost his feelings up because he was really down. So I mean that's just an awesome story from Kobe Bryant, and uh, I mean I think I thought, I thought that story would uh, resonate with you and Ron as uh, Chelsea and yeah. Laker fans. Extremely it's fucking so. awesome. Yeah, Extremely man. Extremely so. Yeah. I still can't believe he's gone, man. I can't believe Adam Morrison is a Chelsea fan. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm loving that. I'm yeah. actually more surprised that he was actually like, you know, he actually got a championship. Um, <laughs> more than right? Anything. Wasn't he on? Wasn't he on a championship? <laughs> yeah, he team was. Yeah. That was the funny thing about it. They, since there's really been nothing on TV, they were playing the game seven of the Celtic uh, Lakers final the other day and I was watching it and they, you know, the game ends and the first person that's running from the bench is Adam Morrison in his whole suit. Like he's sitting in a suit and running around. And I'm like, Oh my God, I forgot that guy was on the team. Dude, never <laughs> forget after they won the, the championship when he went on, I think it was Jimmy Fallon and he was just like, he was clearly lit. Like he was so high and just like, as he couldn't open his eyes and like asking him questions, he was like, quiet and giggling and i don't know he's a strange guy but <laughs> good good that was that's a really really awesome move by kobe and drogba um yeah i don't know if there's anything else that uh oh andreas you sent another rumor i didn't see that rudiger may get a new contract uh 
I don't know what else what what there is to talk about that. Andres, I don't know if you wanted to add something or. Yeah, I guess I just wanted to ask you guys if if Rudiger gets the extension, what does that mean for the other three guys? Who who makes room? What's your for pecking order, Ron? I'm curious. Yeah. 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 Well, let's yeah. just do that, Ron. What is your pecking order out of our four center backs? Um. Let's see. You know what? At the beginning of the season, I had I had Rudy at number one. Currently, I have him actually. I actually have him. At, I actually have him at the bottom. I actually have him at the bottom. I think it's 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 it to me. It's a toss up between uh, Zuma and Christensen, and then Tamori right behind him. Um, I don't know. Rudy just doesn't just just hasn't brought enough confidence for me. Um, I don't know what it is. It's like because I mean I like the guy, but I think it's just you know it's just he had a really bad spell there in the middle, and it just you know everything with him was just um, you know hashtag hustle post and things of that nature and it wasn't you know he wasn't resignating and improving like some of the other guys were um um yeah i don't know i i honestly i think I'm the, the one thing that i'm more surprised is like what did zuma do to basically literally be i think he's at the bottom of the list at the moment if him if, if not tomori but i don't know what zuma did to go so low in a sense it's Andres not one of those things response, like by the way this is popping off. I love it. I love it. This is that is the correct order. That is the only order. Thank you, Ron. <laughs> but then wait a minute. But but then, here's the thing that like I saw that story. But wait, so he already has two years on his contract, and then we're trying to add another two or th- or three on there. It's an extension, yeah. An I extension, mean, right? So we're talking about keeping Rudy there for four years. That's what the rumor that- is. I I don't know I don't know why I don't know what's going on I mean I don't think his current form deserves it so I I don't know it's a rumor for now I don't know if who knows what if we come back to to football and they say hey no transfer window we need to get going with the new season and only players that are pre-assigned or or free agents can move like I, I don't know what we don't there's so much uncertainty that perhaps this is just like a security blanket or I mean that there's buzz around Rudiger already. Like uh, I was looking into it and apparently like even Bayern's like, yeah, we will sign Rudiger. So if you extend him and then you just sell him, you get a a bigger, a big pick, a bigger, (laughs) yeah, a bigger bid, a bigger transfer bid. I mean, that's what Liverpool did with Coutinho. They gave him a new contract in December and sold him in January for even more money. So I don't know, maybe it's a mind games thing, gets an extension. And then if a team comes with a 40 million bid, you say, yeah, take it. It's one of those interesting ones. I I I like Rudy. I like Zuma. I like I, the thing is I like all of our center backs. I don't love one in particular, and I think that's like something we talked about, Andres, right? With this whole Koulibaly pipe dream that we have. That's but, what I would love to, for us to have. That would be if, if 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 we're gonna put all our eggs in the basket, that's who I want. <laughs> that's the so, one player that I would say. Wow, that's the one. That's the one guy that I would want. If you could buy, if you could buy one player this summer, that's, that's the player. Mm. That's him. Yeah, I think. I think. I think the big. The big thing is, 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 is we're talking about Chelsea. So the biggest thing that all of us, that when we all became fans of Chelsea at one point or another, it was what the spine, right? Yeah. So we had, you know, we had, yeah, you know, Czech Lampard, Terry, and you know, and Drogba in a sense. We almost got every position, but that center back in a sense. Question, you know, people can flip-flop back and forth with Keppa, but you know, I mean, when when he's on, he's on. But mm-hmm. at the same time, it's like, you know, we do have, we know 
Tammy's a pretty decent, you know, is a pretty great striker. We have a solid midfield. You know, you could pin- pinpoint whoever you want in the midfield. That's fine. But at the end of the day, is we don't have that center back that I can say that's the guy. We don't have Terry. You know, it's like it's 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 at the same time we got spoiled with Terry. You know, captain, leader, legend, whatever it is. It's all that we got spoiled with him because he knew his position. He knew his job. He was a leader. We don't have that right now. Yeah. Homeboy over in Napoli, it's the same thing. That's him. That's how I see it. Yeah. Get Jorginho on the phone and get him to come over. You know, it's like <laughs> I'm all for it. Like that's the guy. Like if you want to tell me we could get one player, that's who I want. Yeah, I think it's the one position that needs to be addressed more than anything. But Ron, I mean, I I, I think your center back list is definitely approved by all the Romans Empire <laughs> <laughs> faithful here. I mean. Sam, do you got, do you disagree at all? I mean, where do you kind of stand? Like, if you were gonna buy one player this summer, just to kind of like round this podcast off with like you know something, who would you go after? What You're would the money saying? Be like, what player or what position? Like, what? Pinpoint a position and a player in that position who you would throw <laughs> everything at. Who's one player uh, you would go all out for? Uh, okay. Like, obviously the ones that are reasonably available. Realistic. Um, yeah. I think okay because. Just going back to like the the listing the order of uh, our center backs, dude. I don't I don't fucking know. Like it changes every week. I mean, there's I don't think I can set a a, an, a pecking order because I change my list almost every other week. Uh, I mean, back when the season was on, but uh, you know, there's there's some games where Christensen looks like they're our most solid defender, and then there's then the next week he looks like he's lost, and you know, Zuma and uh, Tomoria, we thought that that was the the best possible duo, uh, and then it just was you know a little bit shaky for for a couple weeks of them together. Um, obviously injuries implicated in that as well. But so with that being said, uh, I think I'm with all of you guys with the Kulabali. Um, I think that we need that that's the one position that I'm just like very skeptical on. I think every other level. Arguably goalkeeper, but I think for our current reasons, we're good at keeper. Um, but I think finding someone to solidify our our back uh, back line is should be our number one priority. I think that's the only signing out of all the names that have been thrown around where I can confidently say, like, yep, that's a surefire upgrade on anybody we have in that position. I mean, if you look at, like, the impact that, like, maybe a Sancho or a Werner signing would have on the side, I don't think they would have, even even if they worked out perfectly, I don't think they would have as big of an impact as a Koulibaly-type character. Because you look at, like, what Liverpool did with Van Dyke. You bring one world-class center back into the squad, and it just completely transforms everybody. Yeah, I also, at the same cannot... time, though, I don't, want it, I don't want to fall into the trap of thinking that that's all it takes. You just, that, you just need that, no, that no, world-class and center back and... You know. Well, that's what I was going to say. I mean, Liverpool had to spruce up other areas of the pitch, too. Like, they, they had to solidify their midfield. And they also had to buy a new goalkeeper. You know, it's not just buying one player and, oh, all of a sudden we could win a Premier League title. It's we could buy this player, keep him around the squad for maybe a year, year and a half, let him get to understand the culture of the club, and let the other players get to understand him. And then they, from there, they could create some sort of chemistry that – that's yeah. almost unbeatable. Sort of what, Milner, like, brought in Ox, yeah. Yeah, because if we look at Liverpool, do they have the best squad on paper that we've ever seen? No, not even close. 
But the reason why they're so good is because they have a manager that's found a way to get this chemistry out of them. Like yeah. they, they don't, they don't can, talk about uh, Klopp in front of Ron. Okay, he might, he might. No, yeah, it's so. okay, man. It's, okay. <laughs> it's all right. Don't praise him at but, all. But, okay, but I, but I will say one thing though. I think that out of all the positions, and the one thing that I could, probably the only thing that I can question Lampard on is how he's handled the center, the center backs. Because there's been so much change in that in in of like who's playing with who, and that's really like a set like a set you know group of people that kind of need to really play together. When Suma and Tomori were playing together, we were unstoppable. And then all of a sudden, I don't know what happened. He just got pissed off, and then every you know like Rudy came back, and then it was Rudy in in, in Christensen one week. Then he would put Tomori back in there. Then it was Suma and Christensen, and it was just like it just they never got to get that cohesiveness. So I think that's part of it too, where it's like you know it it. I think some how do you having somebody like him, and then you know you would probably because of the price tag too, he's gonna have to be on the on the on the um sheet every single week. So there'll be some consistency at least there. It's just finding who would be the you know the good um, partner to him. I think would be the next big step on there. Yeah, yeah. Consistency is key with any squad. And and like and going back to the goalkeeper thing too. I think all these other center backs that we have are getting a bad rap because they'll have a couple good games where there is some sort of stability, and it's the same sort of triangle where you have Kepa and the two center backs like Tomori and Zuma. They created you know, some sort of like communication pattern, and it works out for them for a few weeks. But the second that changes, yeah. and it doesn't change back right away, you can't reestablish that same connection. If you don't play with the same players week in and week out for months on end, it's not going to work. And I think that's something that Frank got wrong too, Ron. That's like a really good, really good spot because – I think that's where a lot of our issues lie, and I think that's the reason why I like a lot of these guys and don't necessarily love any particular one because I haven't seen a run of eight to ten games consistently where they've been starting in form. It's oh, They're always just constantly rotated in and out of the squad. Yeah. Ron, it has been an absolute pleasure, man. No, man. The pleasure's all mine, dude. You guys, thank you so much for bringing me on. Phenomenal job, it's... too. <laughs> really like really really Actually. good i mean andres i think you agree with us ron you're welcome back anytime anytime you're the second I'll best venezuelan we've had on the show <laughs> <laughs> sorry andres is hey, a man, full-time wait, host wait, i gotta uh, keep him happy venezuelan chelsea fans are taking over venezuelan chelsea fans are taking over there's Let's three go. of us now <laughs> come up. Says, what's up nacho <laughs> That's crazy. I know. What are the odds, man? Isn't that crazy? <laughs> I think I've only met like three Venezuelans in my life, and they end up Dude, all being Chelsea. I, I honestly, I don't know very many Venezuelan people like living out here in the valley. Like, yeah. I'm not even gonna lie. There's not okay. many of us in California, bro. <laughs> no, no, like, like there really isn't. I mean, most of the people, most of the like the community out here is either Salvadorian or Mexican, at least in the valley for the most part. Yeah. But. We don't really get a lot of Venezuelan, but anyway. That's yeah, so why we I got mean, all those we got all those pupusas shops. Uh, pupusas. All those Salvadorians, I love those. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds so good right now. I wish I could go, but I can't for God knows how long. When the government until lets we, me. Until we open up an Arepa spot, dude. Oh, <laughs> I've never had that. That's on spot. You know what I'm talking about. Hey, in the last like two years, they've opened up so many in the Houston area. It's fantastic. Oh, I'm gonna have to visit you. I'm gonna have to dude. go visit. Always welcome. 
we we definitely got to make this uh, second podcast with Ron happen. Um, but to kind of round it off, whoever's still listening by now, thank you for listening. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Romans Empire Pod. You can also email us, RomansEmpirePod at gmail.com. I don't know why I give our email. Nobody freaking emails us. But, but like, it's all good. You just get to <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, guys, it's the first episode of the hashtag RepUltra series. And I think it was the best way to start it with Ron. And we're definitely going to be having him back soon. So, Ron, thanks again, my friend. And uh, until next week, keep the blue flag flying high.